Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Good morning. I, um, as I started uh, preparing for today's sermon, um, last week my son Cash had come to me and said, um, you know, Dad, what are you doing? So I'm working on the sermon. And uh, he says, is it going to be long? <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Matt, I don't know where he got that from. Um, I said, no, I think, you know, I think it'll be you know, pretty, pretty short. And he says, um, remember, it's quality, not quantity. <laughs> so thank you. While I feel redeemed on the length of my sermon, a little bit of pressure for the for the quality on it, so don't you can't stare at me. You always wonder where we get material. You know, I always when I prepare for this, I think where we're going to get material from. God just puts these things in your life. Um, so as I thought about today's sermon, um, it reminded me uh, of a story. Um, of a good friend of mine. Two, about, well, it was two years ago this month. Um, he came to me with a conversation. Uh, somebody that I knew, somebody that I know very well, you know, one of those friends that can't be any surprises. You know this person. See him day in and day out. You know everything about him. By all outward appearances, just a regular guy. So this conversation kind of came out of the blue, but um, uh, he came to me with some frustrations in his life, uh, felt that he just kind of hit a brick wall, um, kind of had lost his purpose. Now again, I guess by looking at this person and saying, Fairly regular, successful guy. He's educated. He's got a career, job. His family. He's married. He's a house and kids. Comes from a good family, and I'm thinking, what can you possibly have to complain about? He felt that what he's been doing all these years has really just kind of been what was expected, you know, following the plan. We got to do this, we got to do that. By the year of this age, we do this, and, you know, here you are at this age, and just felt like, you know, got to the point where we're just going through the motions. Despite everything that he had, you know, it just wasn't enough. He felt that there was something missing. I remember him talking about a void, you know, it feels like a, just a void in my life. Looking back, he's thinking, like, this is it, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. We talked about faith and talked about the church and, you know, this is somebody that I know believed, prayed every so often. I don't think he really sought out a true relationship with God or, you know, never 
was led to the gospel and all the redemption we find there. But yet he was resigned to thinking that this is what God had in store for him. This is it. This is, this is God's plan. This is, this is where I'm at. The void he felt was more like a weight on his shoulders, a nagging pain in his heart. It was a burden which really weakened him emotionally. I know it weighed on his family. He let it weigh on his family. So that discomfort, that conversation that I recall two years ago, that discomfort that he felt brought me to recall the story of Paul and the thorn that was placed in his side. And that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. So in 2 Corinthians, Paul's again, Paul is again writing to the church of Corinth, the church that he founded several years prior. Here he has concern for the church as a, an outside group of apostles have gotten the attention of the church members. And they're kind of going after Paul a little bit and calling him weak. And, you know, he, he writes well, but his communication is weak. Paul finds himself in this letter defending his apostleship. But Paul is extremely confident. He sort of comes to a crossroads of whether to boast about everything that he's done, the spiritual gifts that he's been given, everything that he's been through. He certainly has the right, if we read through Paul and through his letters, we know this is someone that has had conversations with God. He's been to heaven. Someone that has more spiritual street cred than anyone at this time. Yet as much as he would like to go down that road, he refrains. And here's why. He tells about a thorn in his letter, a thorn which the devil, with the knowledge of God, placed in his side something that he's carried for a long time. This pain that he has, which God refuses to take away, makes Paul focus instead on his weaknesses and not boast of his superiority. And this is how he comes to justify his work in Christ to the people of the church. So if we could take a look at uh, 6 through 10. Paul says... Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take this away from me. But he said to me, God said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect 
in weakness. Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So we all face our own unique burdens and discomforts and challenges. You know, Jesus made it pretty clear from the beginning this wouldn't be a life of a life without tribulations and trials. You know, Christianity wasn't about taking the easy road. Many times we think, why is it like this? What, why am I enduring this? Well, first off, I don't want to surprise anyone, but we're human. We're born human. And by that fact alone, we're flawed. We're sinners. We are broken. We are imperfect. We are weak. Many times you think life is testing you. It will challenge you. We deal with job loss. We deal with illness. We deal with disappointments. We deal with being the outsider, about not having enough. We deal with the pressures of a career. We deal with shortcomings, lack of abilities. We deal with having relationships, having our heart broken. We deal with trying to find ourselves. These thorns, these struggles, can be anything that causes us weakness. We get so burdened by this, even the, to the point of complete despair. We are all there at one time or another. That's life. That's our life. Our society shuns weakness. Only the strong win. Don't show you're hurting, confused, weakened, struggling, carrying too much of a burden. And what's our first reaction to God? We focus on being delivered or saved from these hardships. We pray to avoid those challenges which weaken us. God, remove this from my path. God, please. Don't make this difficult. Paul asked three times to have that thorn removed. God didn't take away Paul's thorn. He didn't give him relief from his discomfort. But he did he did one better. Paul says, I'm going to boast all right. I'm going to boast about my weaknesses. Paul tells the church, I suffered for you on behalf of the Lord. I can remind you of my strengths. But he stops short because of the thorn that's placed on his side. He knows it's to remind him of his weaknesses. In verse 9, do we have that? Verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly. God wants us totally dependent on him in our weakened state. He wants us to see the power of his grace 
through our weaknesses. Paul finds these thorns are meant to direct us to God, to the cross, to drive us to the gospel. This is Paul's point. God shows up in our weaknesses. He includes this story in his letter because he wants the people of the church to see that God's power does not come through concern and focus on being the greatest or boasting, as with this other group of apostles that Paul is dealing with. But rather, God's power is made most pure and powerful, again, through our weakened state. Paul even learns to be proud. I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness, because this is where God shows up. It's not that God needs your weaknesses to be made perfect. God is perfect. God's saying, where your weaknesses are, that's where I will show up. So this buddy of mine that I've spent so much time talking about, um, I was able to have him here today. Y'all okay with meeting him real quick? Yes? That guy's me. It's a true story about me and my relationship with God. But it's also a story about you. Because part of being human, part of growing up, is learning vulnerability. It's understanding what weakness is. We are truly servants of God, and he will use us according to his purpose. Paul was extremely confident. He was brought up among wealthy, powerful leaders. He was educated and bright. He became a leader in the Pharisees, a popular prosecutor of Christians. He enjoyed a life of influence. Even after his conversion to Christianity, Paul became a great missionary. He started churches, traveled, spread the word of God, penned incredible pastoral letters, and became one of the most incredible theological minds. He had glimpses of God and into the kingdom of heaven. Paul was different, was on a different level in every aspect. He had more to boast about because of his incredible spiritual gifts. But Paul's perfection was also his imperfection. We don't know what that thorn was in Paul's side. Was it an actual thorn he carried around for 14 years? Was it malaria? Physical element and illness? Was it something spiritual? Doesn't matter. He knew the devil put it there. He knew God knew about it. That placement of that thorn gave rise to his purpose through his pain. God will take those most powerful and challenging experiences in our lives and showcase his power and glory through that. Because we serve a God who comforts the suffering, who rescues the lost, who redeems the sinner, who heals the wounded. He brings victory to the defeated. He gives peace to the unsettled soul, and he strengthens the weak.
I wanted to close. I told you it was going to be short. I wanted to close with a Martin Luther quote. It's a Lutheran sermon with a Martin, little Martin Luther. Martin Luther said in one of his sermons, Our God is the God of the humble, the miserable, the afflicted, the oppressed, the desperate, and of those who have brought, been brought down to nothing at all. How God, great, how great is the God we serve. Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.